So Francis, I had a day like you, I had a week like you. <laughs> My prayer journal this week is full of, Lord, I just need some peace. <laughs> I need you to just feel your presence so that I can just have some peace. This has been a very, um, um, some of you know this, my youngest daughter's getting married, and we're right down to six weeks until the wedding. And <coughs> uh, I've told you this too, but a lot of you know Mikey, um, but Lauren is the opposite of Mikey. She is my colorful, full of fire, feels every emotion, sometimes all at once, <laughs> daughter. And she's a tremendous amount of fun, but... Um, Things can get real big, so, and she's living at home until the wedding, and that's my, and this morning she had uh, a battery snafu thing, which was not part of my day <laughs> to help take care of a no battery, and Dave's on a plane somewhere, so that's my day today, so. I wanted to um, tell you a little bit of uh, my story today is, is about Luca. I told you last week that Luca accepted Christ, but uh, what I love is that in their home, it's they really are a praying home. Mikey and Daniel are really praying people, and it's why Israel prays the way that he does, and it's why he has this faith that God answers prayer. And he's actually had several answers to prayer, so he it's built his faith. But the cool thing is that it's passing to Luca, who's almost four. So Luca. Ha, was a uh, preemie. He was born six weeks early, um, five pounds. So he wasn't tiny or anything, but uh, he was born with pneumonia. So he was in the hospital for a month following his birth. And it's, it's left him with lung issues that the doctors say he will grow out of. And he is. He's actually every year is better. But this particular week, after all of this rain that we've been having, now everything's blooming, right? So <coughs> Luca and I, are bo we were both struggling this week. And, and Luca came down. He woke up, and he'd had a rough night. They'd done, done a couple breathing treatments. And he came downstairs, and he was coughing and coughing. And, and Luca, <laughs> for those of you who know Luca, Luca's Mikey's emotional kid. And so Luca, he came down the stairs, and he's coughing. And he just has this look on his face. <coughs> and Mikey said, what's, what's the matter? And he said, you pray for me, Mama. Pray for me, I'm coughing. And God will heal me. Pray for me, Mama. So she's praying for him. And, and, and Mikey, she lives in this place of, of having, trying to have the faith that the boys have. And at the same time she's praying for him, she's actually saying, God, please heal him. Please, because... <laughs> He believes you so much. He so believes in healing. Please heal him. So uh, so it's raising her faith, and it's causing her to believe even, you know, because as, as grown-ups, we get to this place where, we, you know, we, we see God answer prayer, and then sometimes the answers are no, but for little kids, that's crushing, right? So I just, I love what's happening in that family. It's a lot of fun. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about the fundamentals of prayer, <coughs> and I, as I was studying, I was studying in my usual, uh, I study in my NASB um, Bible. It's a direct translation, and that's the one I like to, to study. It's, the, it's direct translation from the Greek and the Hebrew. So that's what I like to study, but, and I was doing that. And then um, last week um, at Pat uh, Dana's, uh, her funeral, her memorial, um, 
Pastor Rick read some scripture that I've heard before, but he read it out of the New Century Version, which I'd never heard of before. So when I went home, I decided to just woo, get on um, Bible Gateway. This is why I like to sit down. Things fly when I'm preaching. So um, uh, decided to get on, on Bible Gateway and look at that version. And what, what did this portion of scripture, what did it say in this newer English translation? And I was fascinated because uh, I'm going to read it to you in just a second because it's the Lord's Prayer. And even as I found after reading this, that even as I'm studying it, I'm so used to saying it in this very prescribed um, way that I pass, even as I'm studying it, I'm passing over things that I've heard a hundred, I mean, how many times have we heard it, right? I want to read it to you in this new version. <coughs> Pardon me. And I want you to listen because I, I was going to have us repeat it together, but I, I even knew that as we did that, we weren't going to hear it all. So I want to read it to you because I think the way that it, that it is um, phrased is, is beautiful. So once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. And I, I thought about how simple um, when you take the these and the vows and, and the way that we don't speak anymore, when you take that out and you just I encourage you to read some of the things that you're used to reading. Pick a new translation. I mean, we're doing that in our, in our Bible journal anyway, but we get used to reading things, and we pass over phrases, and we pass over words. And, and I thought this was beautiful, and so we're going to go through the main points of this. As we, I mean, if, if Jesus said pray this way, why wouldn't this be the fundamentals of prayer, right? Because I think... It's, it's simple, but I think there's so many points in here that help us in our prayer life. And even as I start, I want, you, I want you to understand there is no prescription here. Even Jesus was not setting up a prescribed way of praying because that would be exactly the same way as saying the Lord's Prayer every day of your life and passing over the phrases without understanding, without your brain connected. So even this isn't a prescription for for prayer, it's, but it's this is how you should pray. Here's an idea. Here's a, here are some fundamentals of prayer. And from here, pray like this. So um, in your first point, Father, may your name be kept holy. <coughs> That's pointing one. Pointing to Father God and his holiness. And I don't think that we pay enough attention to a holy God. Um, for Samuel 2, 2, no one is holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. There's no rock like our God. Psalm 145, 21, I will praise the Lord and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. Luke 4, 34, go away. You are interfering with us, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. In that last verse, those were demons speaking out of someone that Jesus was calling out. But even demons recognize God's holiness. 
they don't try to bring God, they do to us, but they know that they can't bring God down to this comfortable um, little, God, little piece that they can deal with. Even they know the holiness of God. They will for, to us try to, <laughs> and we will try to bring God down to this comfy little place that makes him uh, what we think is more accessible. But Jesus says, may your name always be holy. And that we would remember that while we are his, he is a holy God and separate from us. It required Jesus' death on a cross and the shedding of his blood to even make us acceptable so that God would even look at us. It was a tremendous sacrifice on God's part, not to mention Jesus' part, but on God's part to even be able to look at us without all of the other things that, the, that the, he had his people doing. So as you pray, even though we, we know that God's accessible by us, we can um, ask and he's there. The Holy Spirit came to be our comforter. He was sent by God to be close to us. But don't forget how holy and I think there's a tension that we're, we need to live with, this holy, this awesome, this amazing God, and yet the God who is near us, the God who is, I think there's a tension that we're meant to live with there. I think there's a lot of those in the Bible. I think that at the same time we want to understand him, he's completely ununderstandable. <laughs> There's a tension there where he, he has given us his words so we'll know him, but he's completely unknowable at the same time. These are the kinds of tensions that we're meant to live with as humans as we also recognize the holiness of God. And may your kingdom come. Um, we're here to bring his kingdom to earth. It's not bring us to your kingdom, although that is something I think that we all long for. But we're here to bring his kingdom to earth. That is the whole point of living on earth. And our prayers and our purpose is to populate earth with heaven dwellers. Matthew 3, 2, John said, change your hearts and lives because the kingdom of heaven is near. That's in the New Century Version. And I thought that was an awesome way to hear that because I think... Uh, like the NSB is, you know, it's basically turn or burn, right? But change your hearts and lives because the kingdom of heaven is near. And repent means to turn around, to change. Matthew 16, 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The things you don't allow on earth will be the things that God does not allow. And the things you allow on earth will be the things that God allows. That it's amazing that he gives us that power. It is amazing that we can pray in his word, using his word, and he will bind things and loose things by our prayer. Amazing. Acts 28.31, he boldly preached about the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ, and no one stopped him. I've explained being um, heaven dwellers to, to kids in this way. So imagine 
um, a deep sea diver. And he gets in that big suit and that big, you know, what, what was the sea net sea something with Lloyd Bridges? What was the name of that? Sea Hunt. There it is. <laughs> and he had the big, like, helmet on his head that had to weigh about 50 pounds, right? But as he went deep into the sea where it was impossible to breathe, what was he breathing? He was breathing the air from the surface through a tube attached to the back of that helmet. Well, as heaven dwellers on earth, that is exactly what we are. If you can imagine, we are heaven, we're breathing the air of heaven, if you're his, here on earth. And we're to teach other people to live in exactly the same way. Well, how do you do that? You do that through prayer. You do that through, through making prayer a life and teaching others to do the same. We are, basically, we're CNET. We are Lloyd Bridges. We are, um, we are breathing the air of heaven here on earth. That's, and we're here, our whole purpose and point to be here for such a time as this. I know it's no accident that you were born in this time and not in the 1600s. He knew who needed to be here at this time to pray the kingdom of heaven on earth now and to teach others to do the same. <coughs> so give us each day the food we need. What we need each day, point two. Matthew 2, 25 through 34. I tell, so I tell you, don't worry about the food or drink you need to live or about the clothes you need for your body. Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but your heavenly Father feeds them, and you know that you are worth much more than the birds. You cannot add any time to your life by worrying about it. We sing a song, and I can't remember, as I've even planning, was teaching, uh, planning for this, I can't remember the name of the song, but there's a line in it, Francis, um, that he is our portion. There's a worship song we sing, that he's our portion and and I and I'm thinking about that as I am talking about the, the what we need each day and what does that mean I mean in America it's a larger portion right <laughs> it's bigger better bigger better more America it's bigger portion right no it's not Jesus is teaching us to pray for our needs today and there's two things about that one God has for us what we need each day what is the right amount the right portion. For me, that's a diet reference. I don't know how many of you are thinking diets and hearing the word portion. And what it de usually means is deprivation because in a, on a diet, your portion's smaller, right? It's not exactly what you think you need. And, um, but if God knows just what I need for each day, why is the first thought I have that he'll be stingy with me? Anybody else? Am I the only one? If we, if we really literally lived that way, that he will give us, if we lived day to day like that, believing that he would give us what we need each day, what would that actually look like? Have you thought about that? What would it look like to have your needs met each day as you pray about it? He won't be stingy with you. 
And then there's this concept of time. I remember when we were going through um, bankruptcy and the mounting evidence of the future, and it was overwhelming, and it would keep me awake. I mean, just thinking about all of the repercussions of going through that seven years ago. And I began to pray differently because it was so overwhelming. I literally just, I couldn't even fathom what life after bankruptcy was going to look like. It was so overwhelming. But I used to, and there was just so much information, so I used to pray differently. And it's really changed the way that I look at the mountain of stuff that can come to us as we live, uh, especially in a place like America. I began to pray about today's information. What was today's information? Well, today's information was overwhelming enough, but in today, and as I prayed about it, today there was enough for me to deal with in that. I couldn't think about tomorrow. I know I sound a little bit like Scarlet, but um, I couldn't. I, cu I literally could not, th the stress of it was so overwhelming. I literally could only deal with, and he really taught me something. He really had for each day a thing that I could deal with in prayer and a thing, a thing or two or three that I could do in that day. And actually, over time, the things that I stressed about, the, the overwhelming mountain of evidence that I thought was coming, lots of it really never manifested. Lots of it really never happened. And so I was thankful that he had taught me to pray for just... So if you're going through a time in your life, and if it's kids, or if it's finances, or if it's your job, or if it's a relationship, if you could think about it in dealing with today's information, God, what is today's information about this? Because you have promised that you are my portion today. So today, and today's information, what can I do today? And he will be faithful to that. I mean, it's in his word. He will be faithful to that. He really will. And then the second point is to not think about tomorrow's portion. To not think. about. It's not that we, we're not smart and we don't plan for the future and, you know, and things like that. But you don't, you don't let it become today. You let today's information be what God deals with. And then it's God that there's this future and, and we're putting this aside for this. But that's for you to deal with in the future. My stress about what the stock market's going to do 10 years ago, 10 years from now, is not a part of today's information. That'll be tomorrow's information and the next day's information. And then when you get 10 years down the road, you'll have that information. But if you stress about that and retirement, after all, we know that in, in the life of a Christian, there's no retirement. Did we not learn that? There's no retirement. So what are we stressing about anyway? So today's information, he'll give you exactly what you can deal with today. And then forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Point three, forgiving others. Matthew 6, 14 through 15, yes. If you forgive others for their sins, your Father in heaven will also forgive you for your sins. But if you don't forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive you your sins. That's heavy. Like, that is heavy. Is that not heavy? I think we... 
we pray, if you just repeat the Lord's Prayer, you get to that, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who you know, have debts against us or trespass this and trespass that. And we don't think about this really being about forgiveness. And we're so glad that he doesn't have a, you know, he'd, he'll forgive us our trespasses. I don't trespass that often, but um, when I do, I'm glad he, no. That <laughs> but <laughs> he's really talking about sin here. And if we would pray in that way daily, if you would pray that daily, God, forgive me of my sins today. Do you know that he's then forgiven your sin? But what's the other part of that? Today, God, I have to forgive someone. And it might be a nameless someone who cut you off on the freeway. It might be um, the person who stepped in front of you in line. It might be somebody who is literally ripping you off. It might be a telemarketer. It might be, it, there's a myriad of opportunities for someone to sin against you. But how many days are you letting go by not forgiving those? And then just assuming that as I'm praying, God's forgiving me my sin. And I'm holding on to stuff. So yes, it's a simple prayer. But are you seeing how really weighty the words are when you really listen to them and if you really applied them? And we're talking about praying every day. And once again, I'm not telling you <coughs> that this is a prescription for prayer. It's not. But are there things in there that you could incorporate into your prayer life every day that might be really important? How many of you need to stop stressing about tomorrow? How many of you need to start looking at just today's information and letting God deal with tomorrow's information because that's kind of his job? And how many of you need to forgive? I know you've heard this, but I'm going to say it. Forgive, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you forget. Although I think if you pray, you can. I think that God, the God of the universe, a holy God who wants you to be holy and every day is drawing you closer to being holy like his son, if you'll allow him, I think a holy God can cause forgetfulness. He can heal your emotions. It's just, do you want to forget? And I think that's a question you have to ask. Because these are the things, when, when we're forgiving hard things, when we're, when we're trying to unload or we're not trying to unload, because sometimes it just plain feels too good to hang on to a grudge. Amen? Sometimes thinking about retribution is more satisfying than forgiving. And when you forgive someone and you ask God to forgive them, you are cutting off the ability to re for retribution, for revenge, for you're setting that person free for God to deal with them afterwards. And you will find peace 
in your soul, but your sins will also be forgiven. And I'm talking about sins you don't even know. If I, if I really think about I mean, there are sins that I know about every day because the Holy Spirit is gracious to remind me. But there's stuff I don't know. Every day, God forgive me for my sins. List, I'm listing the ones I know, but you know others. God forgive me. Because I want to be free to receive forgiveness. I want to be... I want to be clean like that. Because you know, those of you who are moms, not many of you are moms of young kids here, but whatever you don't forgive, whatever's not covered under the blood, whatever you've not asked for forgiveness for becomes a monster in your children. That's biblical. That's just sins of the generation right there. But the blessings of those in the Lord go to the thousandth generation. It's well worth getting rid of that stuff, getting the roots out, dealing with it, and having peace in your life so your children can have peace. It is well worth living with close accounts and daily recognition of the places that I need forgiveness and the people I need to forgive. It is well worth that to live in front of a holy God. Yeah? Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to give you is another thing that's going to sound like a prescription, but it's just really not. But it's it's just along the lines of the Lord's Prayer, something that you can use. And I know <laughs> this is diet night. Um, you know, have you ever been on a diet where it's, it's like a strict one, and so there's all these rules and these regulations, and every day you're kind of reading it, and you're reading it, and you're reading it to make sure that you kind of stay in, in the guidelines. But after a while, you kind of got it. And you can kind of go not off the reservation, but you don't have to, like, look at the paper like a hundred times a day. <laughs> am I blowing it? Am I blowing it? Am I blowing it, right? Um, oh, no, no. Um, so this is, this is like that. If you don't have a developed prayer life, this can be helpful in helping to develop it. But it's certainly not something that you need to feel um, any bondage to. Like, uh, there's no magic. Like, we don't say magic prayers. There's no, like, magic way to say things and suddenly God will answer your prayers. That, that doesn't exist in the kingdom of God. Okay? There's no magic prayers. He is God. He hears you. That's really, and desires a relationship with you. That's kind of all it's about. But if you don't if you don't know how to, the Lord's Prayer, this little acronym that I'm going to give you, it's, it's a way to start. So the, the acronym is ACTS, A-C-T-S, and the A stands for adoration, praising him, telling him who he is. Use scripture. Tell him who he is. Adore him. Listen, how do, you, how do you like people to, like, give you compliments? And some of that is real selfish on our part. I get that. But, and it's not on God's part. He really is holy. So adoring him is really the right thing to do. Then C stands for confession. This is the time where you're confessing your sin and you're confessing that you need to forgive so-and-so. And this is a time of confession. And then it's thanksgiving. It's a time for thanksgiving, thanking him for all he's done. 
thanking him for the ways that he takes care of you, thanking him for the many, many, many blessings you have in your life. And then supplication, and supplication is, is um, now you make your requests known to God. Now you ask. Now, do it out of order. I don't, it, it's not a prescription. Just It might help you, if you don't have a developed prayer life, how to begin then. So it's just a, a way to start. So, <coughs> do we have a, is the prayer focus up, or should I? Here goes. What's the moment? Well, I, th- I think that the prayer focus ought to be about um, what's keeping you from a deeper prayer life. Pray for each other that the blocks in the road get cleared out so that daily prayer is not a chore and it's not a, oh, no, I forgot again. And there's no guilt. There's no condemnation in Christ. Ladies, there is no condemnation in Christ. This is really about you becoming holy the way Jesus is. It's the whole point here. And then teaching others to do the same. It's developing a relationship style of praying. But just like any relationship, it requires conversation and time. And, you know, I was just talking with someone today about sometimes the time is just in your car. And if that's what you get today, hey, that's what you get today. Today's information, remember? We're going to deal with today's information. So let me pray for you. Lord, that we would desire first to know you. God, I pray for each one of us that you would just develop in us just a hunger and a thirst to know you. And not just by reading, although reading your word is so important, but God, just that we would develop relationship. Because sometimes when we read the words, we are not taking them in And God, relationship requires that we take you in. God, teach us how to do that. Show us, Lord, in each one of us, it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. You have a different way with each one of us. But develop that in us, the desire for relationship, the desire to pray, the desire to know you, to seek after you. Teach us to do this daily this daily knowing you, this daily taking today and being what you would have us be today. Teach us how to do that. In Jesus' name, amen.